When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included. All while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. I'm Ben Bullen with Scott Benjamin. We are broadcasting live from the somewhat top secret studio here in Atlanta, Georgia, with our super producer, Noel Brown. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you may or may not hear some lightning outside. I think it's supposed to be a big storm today. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but let's talk about something as cool if not cooler than a big storm. Yeah, I guess no one's really interested in that. But what they might be interested in <laughs> would be bare metal cars. Yes. Now, this is kind of a listener suggestion. We were inspired by this one, right? In a way, yeah. This is uh, this is one that came from uh, a listener. His name is Curtis. Hey, Curtis. And, uh, and Curtis wrote in, this is kind of a roundabout thing. Yeah. I mean, Curtis wrote in about a, a topic that we did a, a podcast on recently, um, the Allegheny steel cars, mm-hmm. uh, the stainless steel cars. Right. And, Built by, um, uh, oh, well, they can check out the episode. Yeah, exactly. Check yeah. out the episode. But there's some really good info about those cars out there. Um, what this kind of led to was us investigating uh, something that hot riders are doing a lot of recently mm-hmm. and and um, you know some of the uh, the old timers I guess are sure. kind of interested in this uh, it's not a new really a new trend I guess it's been around a couple of years maybe it's kind of had a resurgence yeah, in some ways I guess so but it's uh, these these cars that are not stainless Mm-mm. just maybe mild steel but they're leaving it bare there's no finish on the thing at all there's no paint mm-hmm. um, you have to have the right car to do this as we'll talk about but right. um, but it's kind of an interesting technique, I guess. Yeah, and it makes for a singular car, especially when you're able to maintain the the steel. Now, sometimes this will be bare in the fact that the only thing on it is a clear coat. We understand, mm-hmm. of course, that they're they're ongoing, surprisingly passionate debates about that. Oh, right yeah, now. you know, we've got so many little things <laughs> about this that we want to talk about during today's podcast. I mean, there's a lot of back and forth about how the, you know if this looks good, if it doesn't look good, mm-hmm. ways to maintain the bare metal. If you can maintain the bare metal, why would you ever want to do this? That type of thing, right? Some people think it's just heretical to. Uh, 
to to do something like this to a classic car. Sure. Actually, some, some people say like, well, I know how to prevent rust on a bare metal car. You paint it. Hey, oh, that's how you do it, right? <laughs> and uh, you know, that's the kind of response you get on on a lot of these message boards. But um, you know, there's other groups of people that are just as passionate about leaving their car bare metal, and then they've got you know particular ways that they've achieved that, and then how they maintain that. So there's all these different uh, the f- different areas where people have a lot of advice to give. Mm-hmm. And they say, I've tried this or I haven't tried this and, mm-hmm. and here's my advice on this. This will never work. This always works. And there's a lot of this back and forth. So whatever we tell you today and I, I can, whatever we tell you today, investigate it for yourself. Yeah. I, that's all I can leave it at, I guess, maybe is that you need to investigate all of this yourself if you plan on doing this yourself. And, uh, and I'll, I'll clean on a little something here early on. I've got experience in this. Ah, yes. And let's go ahead and do our usual teaser for the end here. Um, Scott, I'm thinking, unless you've already got something up your sleeve for the end, I'm thinking that we go through this podcast mm-hmm. and uh, here's how here's how we do it, maybe. Okay. We talk about the methods people use for stripping cars. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about some shops that are doing this. Mm, okay. Yeah. Some examples of uh, cars, right? Sure. Um, and some of the things that you need to do after the car is stripped down. Ah, uh, that's the important part. Right. That's the, that's the, the big uh, build. Yeah, the uh, meat and potatoes of this mm-hmm. whole thing is uh, is how to maintain that, that sheen or that finish. And then maybe we end this way. Maybe we end with you revealing uh, some of your mysterious past experience. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's the way to do it. But you know what? I want, I want to take one quick little side trip here. Yes, let's and, go. And uh, this is going to be brief, I promise. Um, this was a, a Facebook conversation that I had with somebody recently, um, our, our good friend El Boucher. <laughs> and yeah. uh, El Boucher was uh, printing one night late, as he does. He uh, runs a print shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, he mentioned that you know he had just listened to the Andretti podcast. Ah uh, yes, yes, the and, uh, uh, the Andretti curse. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, El Buche is a uh, a long time old friend of of car stuff. We've we've had a lot of back oh, and gosh, forth. Oh gosh, since con- we were high speed stuff. Yeah, exactly. A lot of conversations back and forth with him, and uh, some great topic suggestions from him. Um, but he also said that you know you may want to investigate the Bentonhausen family. Uh, with their trouble at Indy as well. And um, I, I said, you know what, that's a very good point. I, and I wonder why you know, we hear so much about the Andrettis right now. And I think it's, and my answer to him was, I think that it's because the Andrettis are still in the game. They've still got a chance to win this. Yeah. Whereas the uh, the Bettenhausens, um, they're pretty much, well, they're done with it. I mean, they, they started in 1950, and I think it went until the 1970s, I think, or the early 1970s. Um, and they just don't have any more opportunities to win Indy. But uh, the Bettenhausen family, uh, starting with Tony Sr., um, he started out in, again, I mentioned 1950. Uh, he had 14 starts and no wins at Indy. Um, so, you know, this is another... You know, another family yeah. that has this supposed Indy curse. Um, now, he later also died at Indy while testing in 1961. Wow. Uh, so that's a long, long time ago. But he had three sons. And uh, his sons were Gary, Tony Jr., and Merle. And uh, Gary had 21 starts at Indy, Ben, with no wins. Jeez. So 14 for Tony Sr., 21 for Gary. Um Tony Jr. had another 11 starts with no wins. So we're talking a family now with 46 indie starts, 
No Zero wins. wins. Now, I know the Andretti's were up in the 60s at this point. Yeah. They had a lot more people because they had, you know, Jeff and Marco and uh, Michael and Mario. And you know, just there's a long list of, of people, you know, in the Andretti family that are still attempting to try yeah. to try to win Indy. Yeah. Uh, but again, the Bettenhausen family, I mean, it's it's pretty much over for them at this point. Um, they did have another brother, Merle, that I mentioned. And I don't think Merle's career lasted long enough for him to get to Indy. Uh, because his inaugural season, he had a horrific accident at Michigan International Speedway. Uh, something uh, I'll leave you to investigate that on your own. But okay. um, he's still alive. Oh, good. Uh, but uh, he had a, a career-ending accident within three laps of his uh, of his career starting. Um, so that gives you an idea of how bad this wreck was. So, um, anyways. El Buche, El Buche, I guess I want to say it the right way. Um, <laughs> I always get the pronunciation wrong. Yes. Um, we, we appreciate the comment and, you know, I don't know if there's enough there for a, a whole, uh, podcast on that, on that topic. There may be. I don't know. We'll, we'll look into it. But, um, uh, that kind of gives you the rundown of, of the, uh, the Bettenhausen family and, and their, you know, ill-fated indie attempts. And so, that has nothing to do with bare metal cars, right? No, I'm just I <laughs> no, know no, it doesn't. That. No, that's just uh, that was something that you know I felt I, it weighed on you. It huh? did because you know I talked to him and I thought you know we we were giving everybody you know this this uh, Andretti sob story about you know what's happening yeah. in Indy and we ignored the uh, the Bentonhausens and El Buche is right. I mean we needed to uh, we needed to mention the Bentonhausens and so we, we wanted to make things right. So we put the listener mail in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, and. I, I don't know. I think everybody's probably pretty cool with that. So yeah. we can. So now, you can be that person, guys. Whenever there's a conversation, someone goes, "Well, hey, have you heard about the Andretti curse?" You can answer in an equally strange voice. I guess like, "Oh yeah, well, of course, that's yesterday's news." Have you heard about the Benton housing curse? That's right. You can uh, go a little, give them a little deep dive in history on yeah, that one, right? Deep cut. Mm-hmm. Hey, Scott, you remember in uh, Monty Python where someone would say, and now for something completely different? I do. Okay. Well, this is that part of our show. Got it. Uh, I read a book, or excuse me, I listened to a book. Ah, you have to be very specific about these uh, these audiobooks, right? Yeah, man. Here we are, living in the future, yeah. listening to audiobooks. Hoverboards and all. Hoverboards and all. And, uh, wait, hoverboards aren't, aren't out yet. Not right? yet. Okay. I'm waiting. Okay, me too. Let's pre-order. In the meantime, let's talk about Audible.com. I got some uh, I got some good news recently when I went to audiblepodcast.com slash carstuff, which is where you can go. Uh, remember that. It's going to be important later. And I checked out a little book called From a Buick 8. Really? Yes. I, I can't imagine what the subject of that book would be. <laughs> it's it's really interesting to me, at least. You know, I'm a Stephen King fan. You're a Stephen King fan. Yes. Uh, I think we talked earlier at some point about the book Christine. Sure, we did. And uh, what From a Buick Aid is about is it's about a mysterious thing uh, that may or may not be of this world, hmm. and. Uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it, but it's two things that I love, which are classic horror and uh, great cars. I've got to tell you, I've never heard of this one. This it's is one a, of his newer, I guess, newer ones compared to his other stuff. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm excited about this one because uh, you know I'm a fan of Christine. Yes. And uh, and this seems like a logical extension of that. 
Yeah, it's neat, and it's told. Um, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but I will say about the structure of it. It's told in a really interesting frame structure, mm-hmm. which I think is a, is a neat way to encounter the story. But the most immediate way to encounter the story is remember that email, or excuse me, remember that internet address I said earlier. Yeah audiblepodcast.com slash car stuff. You can go in and get a free audiobook of your choice. Now, we're not saying that it has to be from a Buick 8, right? No, no, no. I mean, you can go to, uh, you know, audiblepodcast.com slash car stuff and download anything that you want out of the entire selection. The whole library is open. The site is your oyster. Uh, yeah. Anything from Cat in a Hat to Crime and Punishment. Well, they, they say they have over 100,000 titles. So mm-hmm. over 100,000 titles to choose from. I think you'll find something. And I really enjoyed From a Buick 8, so I'd be interested to hear what other people have to say about it. And that is the end of my completely different sidebar. <laughs> Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable Internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. You know, everybody has their own wellness routine, their own approach to a healthy lifestyle. A lot of the most successful ones include herbs like ginger root, ashwagandha, and so many others. Nature's Way has been sourcing herbs like those for over 50 years. They understand that nature is the ultimate problem solver. So they're dedicated to providing plant-powered formulas to help people live healthier lives. Their herbs can support your health in so many ways. For instance, ginger root and slippery elm bark have both been used for centuries all over the world. Ginger root has traditionally been used to soothe occasional digestive upset and slippery elm bark to soothe the GI tract. St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support, which is something we can all use in our modern life. I mean, these herbs come from all over the world, but Nature's Way knows where the best ones grow. They test for potency in their state-of-the-art lab, and their scientists are experts in all things herbs. What's on the label is what's in your bottle, and what's in your bottle are the best herbs around. To learn more, visit naturesway.com. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. Perfect. Now let's get back to uh, bare metal cars. How about that? So let's talk about some deep cut hot rods. Uh, there's a uh, There's a place called Gibbs, or a company called Gibbs, and one of the things that they love to show off is a 1930 Ford Model A Roadster pickup. Mm -hmm. And this is a little bit different because, of course, 
it has uh, no paint. Yeah, this is probably one of the better examples that you can go out there and take a look at. Um, it's, it's just one of the easiest ones to find, maybe. Yeah. Um, you search, uh, what is it, bare metal hot rod or bare metal car. Sure. And yeah. uh, this is likely to be one of the first ones that comes up. Um, of course, Google Images will show you a thousand bare metal cars you know, that are out there, or maybe a hundred. There aren't that many, really. Surprisingly, yeah. uh, but you know this this uh, this Gibbs bare metal car that and Gibbs is the brand of product that they use to treat uh, the surface, so that's what keeps it in bare metal and in pristine condition without rusting. Exactly, and, uh, and I got more to say about that later. I can't tell you now, but I can't <laughs> okay. tell you about that now. But um, th- that bare metal Roadster that you mentioned, um, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful car. I mean, I think it's I, I do think it's somewhere in the Southwest, mm-hmm. uh, so it's in a dry climate that helps. Yeah, uh, but I can I can tell you right now, you don't have to be in a perfectly dry climate for this to work for you. Yeah, this is not uh, weather. This is not necessarily weather dependent. Mm-hmm. You can there is some weather that's going to make your job easier, but uh, there are also there's always a way to get around this. Um, Scott, what would somebody do if they start off and they have paint on their car? Oh, okay, this is. This is where it all comes down to, you know, kind of your own mindset on this. I mean, do you think that it's some, if you look at these online yeah. and you, you can find, again, 100 examples of, of bare metal cars, you've got to really determine if your car is going to look good in bare metal, if it's been damaged a lot, if there's a lot of Bondo and things like that on it, you know, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of body flaws that aren't showing up when there's paint on the car. Um, you have to have the right type of car. You can't really you can't do this if you have composite panels, of course. You have right. to have metal metal panels that makes sense. You actually right? do have to have a steel car. I yeah. think so. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> I guess as far as bumpers go, you know, a lot of cars have steel panels, but but composite bumpers. Yeah. I mean, I've seen cars that have gone bare metal, other parts like maybe just the hood, maybe mm-hmm. just the tailgate, you know, things like that. You know, there's even some sport tuner cars that do this. Yeah. Um, or that uh, you know creatively rust. The car, you know, in some way with a pattern. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of that going on. Um, you just have to have the, you have to kind of pick and choose what would look good. And I think a lot of the reason why people would do this is that they would like to show off their metalworking skills. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, hot rodders um, mm. are, are very, very well versed at, at, you know, creating pieces of art, really. Welding, fabrication. Yeah, and then smoothing that and making it all match perfectly mm-hmm. and everything. It's not real rough, you know, where you're going to rely on body filler to fill in areas and, and then paint over it and no one sees it. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, body men or body body people, I guess, are uh, very confident about their work and, and their skill, and they like to show that off. And what better way to do that than to, uh, you know, show off this this naked car, I guess, with no mm-hmm. paint on it, right? I think I think that's a good point. And uh, this is something where that you you'll see at a car show. A car show, I think, is by far the most likely place where you're going to see a well maintained bare metal car. Yeah, like a hot rod show is probably the best place to find Perfect, something like this. Yeah. You're not going to find it at you know some um, you know some of the the. Uh, the the shows around town like I go to a uh, like a caffeine and carburetors type show you know so yeah, I don't know octane and caffeine yeah so you know all those they're they're yeah. all over the United States every every little town seems to have one of these now happening on weekends and I've talked about this with other listeners um, but I can tell you that I haven't seen one bare metal car there in the entire time I've been going. And uh, and this is a pretty big region, a pretty big area that we draw from yeah, yeah. for this show, and it's a huge show. Um, you know, I don't know how many cars attend. I mean, I'd, I'd guess, but I'd say a thousand. It's a big, big show. That's huge. I mean, maybe less. I maybe I'm way off, but it seems like it takes forever to walk through it on the weekend. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen a bare metal car there. Um, I've seen rat rods, you know, that are left to rust, and you know, yeah. that, you know that type of thing, but never one that's maintained um, a bare metal finish that's not rusted. 
Um, so you know, it gives you an idea that it's it's kind of a rare thing to find even now, even after you know several years of this happening. Um, there are a lot of different ways to get from a painted car down to a stripped car. I guess maybe that's what we need to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's see. Um, we've got a we've got a pretty good list here. We've got some different ways to do this. Mm-hmm. Let's let's start with uh, the most obvious, which is sanding. Yeah. Sand hand sanding. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Probiotics aren't a trend anymore. They're a mainstay in the health and wellness aisle of your favorite store. And Nature's Way Women's Probiotic Pearls are the easiest way to introduce a probiotic into your routine. I mean, they're just what they sound like. Adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. But they still pack that probiotic punch. Each tiny pearl has one billion active cultures and protect against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort. And they actually support both digestive and vaginal health, so that's a win-win. And according to my little fact sheet here, they're designed with a triple-layer coating that protects each pearl from stomach acid, so they can make it all the way to your small intestine where they're needed most. You probably didn't think we'd be talking about the small intestine today, did you? Well, digestive health is kind of important. If you know, you know. To learn more about Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls and how they can fit into your routine, visit naturesway.com. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Okay, let's start with hand sanding. Yeah, well, hand sanding, that's a, that's a rough way to go, Ben. I mean, a lot that's of people a long time. rather use, uh, you know, some type of, uh, you know, mechanical advantage, you know, because there's lots of tools that can strip paint a lot faster than hand One sanding. One person for sure. hand yeah. sanding. Wow. Exactly. That's exactly, something but, where you're like, I need some time to think. <laughs> I need several, several, several years. Years. To think, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, car paint is tough stuff, right? And uh, and it's difficult to take it off, you know, just hand sanding. So that's that's probably the uh, the least likely way to do it. But yeah, it's one that you know it, people do use for small areas. It's technically possible. Let's yeah. put it that way uh, to do a whole car, but it would take forever. Um, if you are sanding, you are by far much more likely to use a sanding machine. Yeah, sure. Some type of, uh, you know, angle grinder, maybe something yeah. like that. Or, you know, even, I mean, it sounds awful, but you may be using a, uh, you know, a, um, 
like a, uh, a what am I thinking of a, a random orbital sander or something like oh, that yeah, you know, yeah. to, to cut through the layers of paint. Um, there's so many different techniques to be used. I mean, people use uh, these clean and strip discs. They can be attached to drills, or they use them attached to again angle grinders. Yeah. Um, you know these very abrasive um, pads that, that strip away paint, but they don't really harm the metal below them. Uh, those are very very handy to have around. Uh, there's also blasting. You know, you can do sand or media blasting, uh, right. with like walnut shells or plastic beads or something that's not going to generate a lot of heat on the surface of the of the vehicle. Right, and there are uh, purpose made uh, yeah. abrasives for that. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm not a body guy by okay. any means, uh, so I don't want to tell you like what to use, what not to use. I mean, I'm not. We're going to kind of gloss over this. Yeah, if you're just gonna, saying how it happens. Yeah, if you're going to do this, really investigate what works best for your application. But you know, there's also like dustless blasting, and there's mm-hmm. there's soda blasting, there's dry ice blasting, and blasting kits are affordable on online if you yeah. want to pick one up. Can be reasonable. Yeah, yeah. A small uh, generator powered um, or even, you know, compressor tank powered blaster. Yeah. Um you know the, the problem is there's a lot of cleanup involved usually with something like this. Yeah, because what it's doing essentially is just oh, wait for it, blasting a bunch of tiny tiny abrasives mm-hmm. at at uh a car body and knocking paint off. Sure, and that's going to end up on every shelf and and, uh, and container and, and ledge in your garage and uh, inside the car, of course. And you know, yeah. not only the not only the uh, the braces that you you know you blasted at the car, but also the all the little paint chips that that fly exactly. There. Um, uh, there's another one. What's that? Chemical stripping. Chemical stripping is a is a big one. That's a, a popular one, but um, a lot of people find fault with that and that. Uh, the chemicals seep into corners, and, and then if you do plan to paint ever eventually, um, yeah. that may that may be a, a concern. But then again, if you're going to leave your car bare metal, maybe chemical stripping isn't such a bad idea. Yeah, that's true. Um, there's also chemical dipping, where you dip the whole thing in acid. Now, that's really expensive because you have yeah. to strip the entire car. That's and, not really a do-it-at-home. No, that's not a do-it-at-home thing. There's, you know, of course, wire brushes and sanding discs. You can do it with steel wool and, and the, again, a combination of steel wool and the chemical stripping. Uh, you can do that um, with all different types because people tell you don't use don't use steel wool, don't use uh, stainless steel, but use copper or brass because that's more you know less abrasive rather. Yeah. Um, boy, there's just so many different pieces of of advice that you can give or or get from people about this. Um, you can also use a heat gun, which is probably the uh, the uh, the most well, unorthodox. Yeah, let's I guess. say it that way. Yeah, maybe. It's kind of a MacGyver way to do it. Yeah, I guess so. A lot of people don't like to do that because, uh, you know, on bigger panels, that leads to warping. So yeah. um, heat gun is a different one. But but you'd use a heat gun with a uh, with a razor blade in front of it, and you'd scrape the paint off your car. Yeah. It's very effective, very fast. But, uh, again, that heat buildup is what you want to avoid. Right. Um, we mentioned chemical stripping. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, are, are proponents of that type of a type of uh, stripping I guess if you're going to leave the car bare metal right because it doesn't first off it, it gets things off of the metal mm-hmm. and it doesn't have some of the same risk of deformities uneven um, uh, uneven removals you know mm-hmm. uh, it, it has some advantages but as we know getting the paint off of the car is at most half the battle right well yeah I guess it is I mean it's it's Time-consuming takes a long, long time to do something like this. If you're not using like a blasting, because if you do, I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. You can do a um, um, uh, an ice blasting, you know, the the uh, dry ice blasting or dustless blasting. Yeah. They can come out and do your car for a thousand dollars in your own driveway for, uh, you know, it'll take them maybe an hour. To just an hour? Just an hour. Wow. And there's very little. I mean, there's some real benefits to doing it this way in, in the in the time, you know. 
uh, I guess region. Yeah, it's it's uh, it makes it makes a lot of. Uh, a lot of sense that way, as far as time spent doing this, um, it will give you a, a finish that you know is is well. It's really good. I mean, it's a great place to start from, uh-huh. uh, but and it's fast. But it does cost you a thousand dollars versus you know going buying a couple of gallons of stripper and uh, and using a razor blade to scrape away the paint and learning something. Yeah, and learning something. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of lessons to be learned while doing this. That's for sure. Um, there's so many different ways. So let's talk about. Main, maintaining it after we have it in metal. Okay, so we've already got it all stripped down, right? You got the yeah. whole thing stripped down. That's yeah. the, this is a big question too. How do you keep it from rusting? Because a lot of you know, have you ever had a dent in your car, Ben? Yeah. Um, in a metal panel. Mm, yes. With, with a scratch. Mm, just I think just the dent. Okay, because I've had some with a scratch before, and that's when I lived in Michigan. Okay. The dent with a scratch, and almost immediately. That scratch starts to rust. Oh, and yeah. And that really, really bothered me about that because, you know, you know that that's just starting to eat away at the paint, you know, below the paint and mm-hmm. the, the, everything that's around it's, it. Yeah. It's never going to be the same, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, you're right. It's growing every day. Well, if you've got a whole car that's in bare metal, now conventional wisdom says you should probably prime it immediately afterwards, right? You, you sand it down, you prime it, and you protect it, right? Right. You put on uh, several layers of coats because otherwise, depending on the climate, almost, uh, well, almost immediately rust can set in. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we're down here in the uh, in the south. It's very humid. Yeah, it's a swamp. Uh, in the southeast, mm-hmm. and it's very, very humid. And, uh, and flash rusting happens almost immediately on something like this. In fact, if you strip a car and then you wash it afterwards, which is not really recommended, but if you wash it down with... Uh, you know, just regular water out of the hose or, you know, whatever type of tap water, um, almost immediately you're going to see some flash rusting start to, to happen on this thing. I mean, it could be within an hour or just less. It takes hold. Even minutes. Uh, so, you know, you've got to really think about this before you do it. And, and how do you maintain that kind of surface that you want without it, without it rusting over? A lot of people will say you put a, uh, a wax coat on it. That's mm-hmm. one. That's one way to do it. Yeah, no, we should we should uh, point out that nobody really agrees. No, on this, we're in the brave new world. Yeah, this is coating this, metal this, surfaces. This is why it's so difficult to talk about this. Really, as a, as a subject, it's such a cool thing to to get out there and let people know about. And I think more than anything, I just want listeners to know that it's out there. Yeah, um, and check out some photos. But but there's so much back and forth about what works, what doesn't work on this between people that you know have tried all these different things in different climates. And, and you know, the wax thing is great for some people, but they say you'll never, ever get that wax off of the surface of the bare metal because it, it, it penetrates the metal, and you're never going to get it out of every little you know nook and cranny every on the vehicle. Pour, behind. Yeah. yeah, exactly. How are you going to do that? You'll never be able to paint that car ever again. Right? And some people say WD-40 might work well because it is a water repellent. That's what <laughs> it's built to do. Um, but I've heard that reference to people who are racing in the desert in bare metal cars, and those cars are not in the weather all year. Exactly. And you know what? That's going to lead to even bigger problems. Have you ever tried to paint anything that has a spot of oil on it? I, it uh, there's a, uh, a fisheye problem. It, it, it's what they call a fisheye. Right. And uh, it's an area that just the paint will not adhere to. And uh, WD-40, it's great at penetrating, you know, the surface of the uh, the bare metal vehicle, and, you know, it'll stick around, and it creeps into every little corner. The problem is it creeps into every little corner and it <laughs> sticks to the vehicle. So, right. um, you know, you, even if you wash it down with Dawn dishwashing liquid, which a lot of people recommend because that cuts grease and it really does work. It's um, still a point of no return. It, it really is. WD-40 is something that I personally 
would not recommend putting on a bare metal car. If you ever plan on, on selling it to somebody that may mm. want to paint it eventually, uh, it's just kind of a nice thing to not do that. Um, other people say that, you know, um, you should clear coat it. This is a, ah. this is a big point of divide mm. among people. Um, you know, clear, it seems like an obvious choice. You could put a satin clear coat on it. You could sure. put a uh, glossy clear coat on it. You, yeah, it looks great, it, right? It would look great. Yeah, that's right. But uh, the problem is a lot of people say that, that still, even so, even if you cover it and you coat it, you're going to see rust creep into that, uh, that bare metal surface below the clear coat uh, within a year. You'll mm. see little fingers of rust start to appear. And that's from people that have done this. They've, they've bare metal yeah. their car, clear coated it, and thought, well, I'm done. I'm not, I don't have to do anything more to this and besides uh, wash it and wax it. And, uh, and they have seen it happen. If they've seen it with their own eyes, um, you know, and people, again, will come back with, well, this brand doesn't do it. This brand, you know, you've obviously used a brand that uh, allowed moisture to get below the surface. Ah. Okay, wait, wait. Noel, are you giving us the hand? That's the, okay. Oh, looks like we have reached a, uh, a stopping point. All right. We might have to make a sequel. Yeah, you know, and uh, we've been kind of teasing that uh, there's a little surprise here at the end. Maybe we'll just have to wait until next episode, but uh, maybe picked up on some of the hints along the way. Yes. Uh, well, maybe they did, if you haven't, uh, to quote Snoop Dogg, chill till the next episode uh, when we'll be back. In the meantime, you can find us on Facebook. You can drop us a line on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. You can also skip the whole social media thing and send us an email directly at carstuff at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. <laughs> you can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Oh, oh, oh. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.